0: We hoped this birth would be different. Our first birth was um, our baby came 10 days late after 18 hours of labor, three hours of pushing, the epidural that hadn't been planned for that led to catheterization, a UTI, antibiotics, yeast. Um, Our baby was happy and healthy, but overall the experience was a C minus. This time um, we chose a midwife for our provider, we hired a doula, we went to the hospital, we tried out the birthing stool and the birthing bar and we got in the tub. Um, We were ready. Uh, It was my due date, a Friday, also happened to be bike to work day. My husband said, should I still bike to work, and I was like, totally. Babies don't come quickly. They definitely don't come on time. So he bikes to work and I drive. I am very lucky to get my health care where I work. So it gets to be about 10 in the morning and I pop downstairs to see my midwife. She says, Sarah, you are three centimeters. You're going to have the baby this weekend. Awesome. I go back to work, Um, it's someone's birthday, we have cake, it's a beautiful sunny day, we sit outside in front of the hospital in the grass and have a meeting, I come back in the building and see someone who's having a party that night, and I say, can't come, having a baby. Things keep progressing, and at about one o'clock, I pop downstairs to see my midwife again. And she says, You're five centimeters, go ahead, go home, get your labor bag, come back, we'll see where things are at. So I go back to my desk and I send an email Hey guys, in labor, gotta go. (laughs) And at this point, everyone walks up and starts telling me their birth stories. Luckily, after a little bit, a provider standing in front of me was like, you got to go. And so I clock out at about two o'clock and call my husband. And he says, do you want to pick me up? And I say, no, no, no. We got plenty of time. You bike home. And it's about here that time starts shifting. There's moments of kind of unreality or just not being really clear what's happening in my body and, and what that means. So on my drive home, I call my stepdad because my mom's on a flight up. And in hindsight, I realized I was not able to talk through the contractions. That was a sign. I get home, and things are moving, things are happening, and I'm holding on to the banister thinking, oh my God, how am I going to do this for so many more hours and not get an epidural? And again, in hindsight, um, I was probably transitioning, so my cervix going from, you know, eight centimeters to about 10 centimeters, Um, so picture like red delicious apple to like a bagel. The other thing happening in my head is, where is Mark, right? And he's, you know, he's peddling home, peddling, (laughs) peddling peddling away. Um, He gets home, he gets the labor bag, and then as it goes, between contractions, I started getting the poops. Which means we can't leave, so I'm stuck in the bathroom and I hear Mark talking to my midwife, talking to my doula, and they are asking him, how is she doing? And I hear him say, she's uncomfortable. (laughs) And again in my mind, I just have disbelief at this incorrect assessment, (laughs) but I'm not able to fix it. I can't really verbalize what are you talking about. So we finally make it downstairs to start heading out to the garage. And oh my God, I have to go to the bathroom one more time. Go to the bathroom and my water breaks. So I still have this moment of, should I change my clothes? And luckily decided, no, we, we just need to go. So as I walk out to the car, um, my baby's head starts coming out. So get in the Subaru, uh, <laughs> one arm's on the door, one arm's on the console, and I'm perching, um, hovering to, uh, on the drive to the hospital. Now, my husband uh, is quite the rule follower, usually, um, but he sped. So I was very grateful that he was speeding. But he stopped at the red lights, and again, in my brain, I was like, why is he stopping? (laughs) We get to the emergency room. He runs in and comes back with a wheelchair. This time, I'm able to say, I need a person. (laughs) He goes back in and comes back with a nurse, so I get into the wheelchair, again, perching, and we zoom into the emergency room. Uh, a doctor joins us. I'm having these birth moans with a sense of people around me looking at me, and we get into the elevator. At that point, the doctor pulls down my pants a little bit and checks me and says, there's a head. <laughs> Which again, I'm like, I haven't I told everyone there's a head? Um, at this point, the elevator door opens, A man is standing there and the doctor yells, look away! (laughs) And the doctor and nurse start running with me down the hall, you know, perched in the wheelchair. And at the end of the hall is the head of inpatient pediatrics who just slowly tilts his head, confused at what is happening. He follows us in, we go into OB triage, they pull me up against a wall, I stand up and my baby falls out onto the wheelchair. (laughs) I have relief, I have let go, someone scoops up my baby, I am finally able to sit. It was wonderful. And um, I'm holding my baby, and there is this air of um, confusion and concern and clucking behind me. No one really knows what to do. And the pediatrician says, we need to cut the cord. Um, And so um, our baby was born at 315. And... uh, (laughs) We go into the recovery area, and my midwife arrives. And then my husband arrives. So when we arrived, he'd originally been in 10-minute parking. And he was like, well, that's not right. So he was moving the car (laughs) and uh, and getting our labor bag, you know, the lavender oil, the Jolly Ranchers, all those things. that we didn't need, and then our doula arrives as well. Um, so happy, healthy baby. Um, I did have some, uh, a pesky hemorrhage that made me have to go to the OR, get that um, epidural that I was really wanting to avoid, um, but in the end, all the preparation we did perhaps did not directly impact the outcome, but overall, I would still give it a solid B Thank you. <laughs>